0: We're back with another edition of Joe Knows. It's been a week. Gap between the last two episodes. Second episode edition of the Get to the Point spinoff, Joe Knows. And today we're talking to you about the NFL draft. And honestly, a fun topic that I think a lot of people love to discuss. A lot of people like to project where are these top quarterbacks in every draft class going to end up? Where do they fit? Who is going to get taken first overall? Who is going to trade up to draft the quarterback of their future and completely realign the path and direction of their franchise? So on today's show, I have a list of five quarterbacks, the top five most commonly ranked in that top five range quarterbacks and where they best fit. Now, this isn't me projecting what teams they're going to end up on, but rather saying where they fit the best some of these might not really be super realistic I I would like to think the remainder are and I'll plead my case as to why it could happen how it could possibly go down that these specific draft selections could happen because like I said some are a bit unrealistic but the speculation today is Where would these quarterbacks fit best? What team would put them in the best situation for them to start off their career running and off to a really hot start? Having a good first rookie year, maybe not starting right away, but having a good long career because they are in a situation that cultivates their talents and has a lot of situational necessities to help them succeed. So this top five I'm going off of, if you want to debate apples and oranges, feel free to. This top five that I'm going off of is just what I've commonly seen as the ranking of the top five quarterbacks in the 2020 draft. We're going with Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm, and Jordan Love. Now I'm not doing Jacob Eason. I, I think you could say he's your 5B right next to Jordan Love. There's a chance that he gets selected in the first round. There's a chance that he could slide late into the second, maybe the third. But we're going to stay out of that discussion for Eason because I think he, right now his draft stock is a little cool. Someone like Jordan Love has a pretty hot draft stock. Now he didn't look that good during his senior season because of a number of reasons. He does, though, and I think a lot of people can agree, he has some really interesting traits and could be one of the most underrated quarterback prospects, if not the most underrated quarterback draft prospect in this year's draft. Starting off with Joe Burrow, the prospective most picked, I don't think anyone's not picking this guy to be the first overall pick to the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I decided to get a little creative here and not pick the Cincinnati Bengals just for the reason of there is some speculation that he might try to find a way out of there. Now, it doesn't make a lot of sense because he's from Ohio. He's relatively near the area. It it wouldn't really make sense for him to try and find somewhere else, but a lot of people really think that Cincinnati is not a great situation for him. I'm sure his agent has talk to him about it and saying, well, we can find you a better situation if you can get someone to trade up into that first spot. I think the one thing that would make the most sense as a team that would trade into that first spot is the Carolina Panthers. Now, this already sounds pretty crazy. The Cincinnati Bengals trading out of that first pick, allowing the Carolina Panthers to move into the first pick, That effectively means they're getting rid of Cam Newton, likely shipping him to the Cincinnati Bengals. And in in addition to a bevy of picks that need to go along with it just to make this deal go through. And I don't think that's overtly unrealistic. It's a bit crazy, but it is not overtly unrealistic because there is a possibility and already rumors and murmurs about Cam Newton potentially not returning to be a Carolina Panther. They already moved on from Greg Olson. Matt Rule and Joe Brady might decide that, hey, we want to start from scratch. We want to get somebody who we can really build around. And if we're just talking about, in general, a perfect situation for Joe Burrow, why would it not be to be coached by a college head coach in Matt Rule, one of the best college head coaches from this past year, and then his college offensive coordinator. If I'm Joe Burrow, and I'm sure he's already trying to make this push, I am... Trying to see if I can get this trade to happen because if you had this much success and threw for that many passing touchdowns, well over 50 passing touchdowns and well over 5,000 passing yards in a college season, why would you not try to be reunited with your offensive coordinator that helped you get there? This situation also has a ton of other things really playing in his favor. They ha- He has one of the best running backs in the league, top five at the position, the best receiving back in Christian McCaffrey. He would be an amazing option for him to get the ball out to. He could very well be the focal point of this offense besides Joe Burrow. And then two young receivers really offer strong weapons to Joe Burrow, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Uh, Curtis Samuel. They're developing, they're still on the younger side, but good options for Joe Burrow. It, it creates a strong unit of young skill position players to go along with Joe Burrow. If that trade can somehow go down, if the Carolina Panthers can package enough picks they really should try to. Now, it does risk their future going forward. They need a lot of help on the offensive line. They probably need some help on the defensive side of the ball, too. But if you can make that trade happen, I'm going to get Joe Burrow. I'm picking the quarterback that is going to fit perfectly with Joe Brady's offense. Second quarterback here, Tua Tagavailoa, who I think a lot of people would agree is the most talented quarterback in this year's draft class but because of his injury to his hip early on in or midway through the season rather that slid him down a little bit teams are still very high on him teams are still vying for him to most likely be that quarterback two in this year's draft class and one of the most commonly projected things that you see in these mock drafts is to a To the Miami Dolphins and I I think that this one is simple it makes sense they're a top five pick they have a ton of draft picks to continue to build their team they're young they have some promising pieces but the biggest thing is that they have a lot of draft picks so if you take Tua most likely have to trade up to get Tua if you take him you can use those two other first round draft picks to draft an offensive lineman And then maybe a receiver because this is a very deep receiver class and they would also need some protection for Tua. And in addition to that, Tua being in this situation works well because he's very mobile, he can throw on the run, and he's not going to be playing behind a very good offensive line. You get that help from his legs that he can... Exit the pocket, kind of like Kyler Murray did this year with the Arizona Cardinals, where their offensive line play wasn't that great, but he did move a lot. He did exit the pocket. He did throw on the run. He did scramble and pick up yards with his feet, and he was pretty successful at it. He didn't take a lot of hits. I think a lot of people got what they expected in the fact that he doesn't take a lot of sacks or quarterback hits because he is very, very elusive or he will throw the ball away and get out of the pocket. But back to Tua. Tua just makes a lot of sense here. He's he's going right to a great head coach in Brian Flores. That Miami Dolphins situation is a likely turnaround, especially if Tua ends up being the quarterback of the future for them. It's a great market for him, too, to market himself I could really see that pick happening. Next one is another very similarly projected draft selection. Is That is Justin Herbert to the Los Angeles Chargers. If we're just talking about personality and fit, this makes so much sense. Justin Herbert comes off as laid back. He's quiet. He's not ov- overly outgoing. His personality doesn't really stick out to you. Frankly, I don't even really know what he sounds like off the top of my head because he really does not talk to the media much, and whenever he does, it's not really pressing news. But that laid-back mentality really fits to California. He's got that surfer haircut. I think he'd fit in perfectly for a team that has already made an indication they're moving on from Phillip Rivers. They need a young quarterback. They need to start that team over. They have a lot of offensive talent, especially a strong receiving group, starting with Keenan Allen and and Mike Williams. Things are in favor here for Justin Herbert. It's probably going to take him a year or so to get acclimated. He is a bit of a guy that has a lot of talent, but needs a little bit of time to maybe develop and get comfortable. They're going to need to redo that offensive line and, and make some moves so he can be properly protected and and not see the same issues that Phillip Rivers had in his final year with them. Jake Fromm is someone who is a bit hard to predict. It makes sense why he should be a first-round pick. He was very successful in college. He has the height, weight specifications that you need. But he doesn't really do anything that excites you. Which is why the comparison to Andy Dalton really makes a lot of sense. A lot of people are comparing him to Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton was successful in college, but he was kind of stale. Didn't do anything too exciting once he got to the pros. He was a winner, he was very successful in his for, in, for a very long time in his early years of his career. But he was doing just above average enough to really help that team move. He was not the best player on their offense or the best player on their team. It was A.J. Green or Geno Atkins during that period of time. So when I was thinking for Jake Fromm, what would be a perfect situation for him? If he's Andy Dalton, we need a team right now that is in desperate need of a new quarterback. That has a really talented defense and a good offensive line and some decent offensive weapons. An already established unit. But just needs a quarterback to lead them. They're probably going to sign Phillip Rivers in free agency. But I really could see Jake Fromm going to the Indianapolis Colts. It makes so much sense. Jake Fromm doesn't need to be this elite star. He was never that at Georgia. He was a game manager. He was a guy that would step in and make the throws when he needed him to. He had so many talented guys in front of him and on his offensive line. So many talented receivers. A really good running back group all three years at Georgia. He doesn't need to be like Tua or Joe Burrow. He can step right in with the Indianapolis Colts and potentially start right away. Doesn't need to have wowing numbers. Doesn't need to throw for 4,000 yards as a rookie. Doesn't need to throw for over 30 touchdowns. He can have a typical rookie season and this team still do well. They've got one of the best young offensive lines. That offensive line is going to stay together for a very long time with Quinton Nelson and Braden Smith. You also have a good receiver in T.Y. Hilton. You have Marlon Mack who can take the load off of Jake Fromm. And then defensively, this defense is young and just getting better. They'll have the opportunity to spend some draft picks on finishing out that defense, but quarterback is going to be their priority And defensively, they can also rely on that defense. Jake Fromm fits so well with the Indianapolis Colts. And on the converse side of that, situationally, this makes so much sense for the Colts. There's not another team on here that I can compare to their situation where they have the roster to compete to be a playoff team. But since losing Andrew Luck... They weren't capable of of getting to the playoffs and taking that next step because Jacoby Brissett just really wasn't good enough. He, he suffered some injuries, just wasn't able to really get them there. They need some spark. They need some young blood. Jacoby Brissett's a great backup. I don't know if he's really a starter in this league. Jake Fromm, though, I think is... Shown a little bit more talent. I think we can get a little bit more from Jake Fromm in this situation for that offense to be successful. The last guy in this discussion is easily the most intriguing. That's Jordan Love from Utah State. Now, I'm going to get a lot of people that are thinking I'm crazy for talking about this, but Jordan Love compares very favor- favorably in his background to Patrick Mahomes. He's about 6'3". He's got a huge arm. He can throw on the on the run very very well. That is easily his best trait is his ability 6'4" rather on his height. His best trait is his is, is his ability is his ability to throw on the run. Exiting the pocket having the same level of accuracy and arm strength He is very athletic, and he's going to take some time to develop. I think a lot of people knew immediately in Patrick Mahomes' draft class that he needed the most time to develop, but if he developed in the right situation, he would become a very good quarterback. I don't know if many people really expected him to be an MVP Super Bowl winning quarterback this quickly, But everyone knew he needed a little bit of time and he went to the Kansas City Chiefs being a perfect situation because he sat behind Alex Smith. They went to the playoffs and he got to witness what a playoff team was like. And he didn't have to play right away. And then once Alex Smith's time came, they were ready to put Patrick Mahomes in there. And people were raving about how talented he was. He just needed a little bit of time. So when I'm thinking about Jordan Love... He's in a little bit of the same situation. He's a little raw, a lot more raw than Patrick Mahomes. Huge arm. The talent is there. We need to find him a situation where he can take some time, does not need to start right away. The team can be patient because they have an established starting quarterback that is in the not up most highest echelon of quarterbacks But I would say past that top 18, a decent quality quarterback, or a very good one, depending on the situation. And if you're looking in the back end of the first round, which I'm expecting Jordan Love to go, it's tough to find one of those teams because a lot of these teams have quarterbacks right now, and they're not really that old. I found the perfect situation, but I chose not to go with it because it just doesn't make any sense. It literally cannot happen. I was able to at least justify the Panthers trading up with the Cincinnati Bengals. Send Cam Newton in a bunch of first-round picks. That deal very well could be done. But the Pittsburgh Steelers don't have a first-round pick. And that would be the perfect situation for Jordan Love. Ben Roethlisberger is... Towards the very end of his career, injuries are starting to catch up to him. There's always been talks of him wanting to retire. They need to draft a quarterback in the next two years. Taking one in the second round this year is not going to answer it. I don't think that they have a guy on their roster right now that is the proven franchise quarterback. Duck Hodges could turn into a good backup, but he's not a starter. Mason Rudolph's going to be a good backup, but I really don't know if he's going to be a starter either. I don't know if the scheme really works, but Jordan Love would work so well in Pittsburgh because you have Ben Roethlisberger there for a year or two. They have a decent quality offensive line. It's aging, but it's a a quality offensive line. You have Juju Smith-Schuster. You have James Conner. And then a consistently strong defense and an established head coach in Mike Tomlin. Situationally, that compares favorably to to like Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes having Andy Reid, but as much as I'm going to hype this up, it it literally can't happen. If the Pittsburgh Steelers had not trade for traded for Minko Fitzpatrick, which they should never regret doing, they very well could have the quarterback for the a good good quarterback for the next 15 years. But once I I got the Pittsburgh Steelers out of my head, I, I started to to look down this list of back-end teams that are quarterback-needy, that would fit the bill of having that quarterback and a good head coach. The only other one that I can really justify is the New Orleans Saints. This one's really a hard sell, though, because I would argue that they're going to go in-house. They're probably going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Brees has already indicated he's coming back. But it's probably going to be just for one more year. Once Drew Brees is done, most people can expect that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be that guy. Maybe they shock the hell out of all of us and they decide to go with Taysom Hill. But it's one of those two guys. If we're talking about circumstance, though, this team might need to decide that they want a young quarterback to step in. After Drew Brees is gone, not Teddy Bridgewater, who is slowly approaching 30. If the Saints do want to go down that path, I think Jordan Love could work. It's a vertical offense. Drew Brees is not super mobile, but he is a more mobile quarterback with very good pocket presence. He could work well in Sean Payton's offense. Amazing receiving core. You have the best receiver in the game in Michael Thomas. You have Alvin Kamara. You have Latavius Murray. And a a pretty good offensive line. Not to mention a strong defense as well. So that New Orleans Saints team was so successful last year. Again, it makes so much sense that they're probably going to stick with Teddy Bridgewater. But I think if if they decide that they want to go... With a, a new young quarterback instead of teddy bridgewater that makes a ton of sense to me that is all of the three quarterbacks sorry five quarterbacks rather that i was discussing today on joe knows feel free to let me know what you think about my list on twitter you can tweet at me at joe de and also go follow get to the point on twitter at gttpp that gttp podcast today was just not my night man kept mispronouncing things like a mf out here well stay tuned on friday as always for the next edition of get to the point